What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing out there? Happy Friday. Today is September 10th. Getting ready for our first full weekend of football. Can't wait. College football Saturday, NFL on uh, Sunday. Today is football Friday. We'll talk about teasers today. I know a lot of you guys out there like teasers. And uh, it's funny because if you listen to some other TV shows, radio shows, podcasts, some people treat uh, teasers and parlays like they're the absolute devil. It's a devil, Bobby. That foosball's a devil. But uh, I, I honestly, I think if you handle teasers today, we'll, we'll leave parlays for another show. But if you specifically talk about teasers, there's opportunities where you can find value with teasers. So we'll talk today about when you should make teasers, when you should avoid teasers. And uh, yeah, I thought it was appropriate to do that before we get going with the NFL. So uh, first things first, special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com. Start making more money by betting VIG free. That's right. VIG free betting exists today at betteredge.com. The way it works, it's more of a stock trading platform where you can, it works more like a stock trading platform where you can buy and sell one end of a bet. So all Better Edge does is match you up with someone who wants the other side. That's how it's VIG free. And on top of all of it, it's a lot of fun because it's a social media platform where you can interact with people, follow your friends, get groups together. There's tournaments, competitions. It tracks your stats. It, it, it keeps your record. It's so much fun. And like I said, VIG free so you can make more money. Check them out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge. Com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That lets them know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast, but it also gets you $10 free in your account, and that 10 bucks is rollover free. So check them out online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP and start making more money today. All right, so let's get into it. Football Friday. Uh, how fun was that last night? See the NFL back. I loved it. And we, we cashed. We ended up cashing our ticket. There we go. We had Tampa Bay minus one and a half with the teaser. And look, today we'll talk about teasers. That's exactly why you make teasers in situations like that. And look, obviously, a lot of things could have happened last night. The fact that we won the bet covered by a half point with the teaser, that's not always going to happen. But in the NFL, you can find opportunities to make teasers, which again, we'll talk about on today's show. But last night's game, so much fun. And the one thing that I want everyone who listens to this podcast to be aware of is today, whether you're on Twitter or watching TV or whatever, okay? If you're listening to people who you get your picks from and they're bitching because they had Tampa minus six and a half or minus seven or minus seven and a half or whatever they had them at, and they're saying, oh, can you believe that fumble, that turnover without Godwin fumbling on the five? Tampa Bay covers easily. We got robbed. It was a bad beat. Let's be careful about this, okay? I completely reject this whole notion that, hey, if, if, if Godwin doesn't fumble, we cover that bet. Or in baseball, hey, if it weren't for that seventh inning grand slam, we win easily. You'll hear a lot of people who bet on sports using this as some sort of an excuse or an out or a way where they got robbed from winning. That couldn't sound more like a losing mentality than anything else I've heard. I mean, if you hear anybody get on here and say, or on, on a show and say, like I said, you know, Tampa last night, we had a minus seven, easily would have covered if Godwin didn't fumble. Here's the thing. That's part of the game. That's part of football. That's what we bet on. It's not as if, 
you had this great handicap and it, it wasn't for Godwin fumbling, you would have won your bet. That's what we bet on. In baseball, uh, if he wouldn't have given up that grand slam in the seventh, we would have won our bet. Of course you would have. That's, that's part of what we're betting on. And again, that's such a losing mentality, a loser's point of view. Always finding a reason why you should have won. Always finding a reason. You know what's funny? Is every winning better that I know is not cocky. They're terrified of the next bet. They know that their edges are always so razor thin. You know, every successful better I have has that one thing in common. They're not cocky. They're not over the top. Every loss they have, it's like, uh, let's get better. Every win they have, it's like, uh, let's get better. You ever notice that online on Twitter, all these guys giving picks? Every loss, it's a bad beat. Every win, they're the smartest people in the world. That's not what a winning sports better looks like long-term. It's just not. And I want to listen to someone who approaches it the other way, who is cautious and, and reserved and not acting like everything out there is a lock, okay? Because when you do and you act like everything's a lock and you're making excuses the day after the game happens, I can't stand that. And I hear it far too often from far too many people. And it's like, if you're going to bitch about Godwin fumbling on the five, that's part of the handicap. Now, no one out there is a fortune teller who can tell, you know, predict the future and say, hey, I'm not going to bet on Tampa Bay minus seven because I think Godwin's going to fumble in the fourth quarter on the five. No one's saying that, but this is all part of the handicap. If there's turnovers, if there's late things that happen, that's part of the game. Now, it's another thing. If you have a team minus seven, they're up 10, they're trying to kneel a ball, the quarterback fumbles the kneel, right? And the other team returns for a touchdown. That's a bad beat, okay? A bad beat is when you have about, an, in my opinion, it's when you have about a 95 or greater percent chance to cover and some fluke that rarely happens ends up flipping that result at the end of the game. That's a bad beat. What happened last night with Godwin is just football, if you had Tampa, if you're bitching about that, you know, making your supposed win a loss, it's going to be a long betting career for you. That's just part of the game. So, and look, I, I just wanted to be careful because we're never going to come on here and do that on this show. But look, look forward to other shows. Look forward to other podcasts where, I mean, hey, we had a good handicap, but did you see that turnover? Did you see that penalty? Did you see what happened at that kick return? That's part of the game. All right, let's get on to teasers. All about teasers, today's show. And here's the thing. Teasers are very, they can dupe you. They can trick the best out there, okay? Because they're called teasers because they do just that. They tease you. And really, if you move the line six points, and that, let's just actually rewind. For anyone new to teasers, don't know what teasers are, a teaser is where the book, the sports book, lets you buy Six points. Now, sometimes you can buy six and a half or seven or even 10. We'll keep it to the standard six-point teaser because uh, that is, again, standard. You can move the line six points. Now, the caveat is the book says, yeah, we'll let you move the line six points, but you have to take at least two games. Okay, well, you have to take one more game. And the reason they do this is because when you move the line six points and when you put two teams together something magical happens to where you now lose the edge. Because when you can move a line six points, that's obviously a huge advantage, right? You get a team who's minus three, you can make them plus three. If you get a team who's minus 10, you can make them, or uh, yeah, you can make them, uh, excuse me, you get a team who's minus 10, you can make them minus four. You get a team who's plus 10, you can make them plus 16. It's a huge advantage to move the line six, way, or six points. But when you put two teams together, 
historically speaking, that's not enough of an edge for us to overcome what the house has against us. Okay? So you may say, well, if it's a trick and it dupes you and it's just something to actually tease you, why would we ever make this bet? There are a few times where you actually can make teasers and it's profitable for you. Okay? But again, the reason why they're called teasers is because they always look good and it really doesn't matter. I mean, usually on a teaser bet, you can move the line either direction for both teams and it seems to look good. I mean, we can look right now this weekend, the 49ers and the, the Lions. You have a six-point teaser for the Niners, move them from minus eight to minus two, that seems pretty good. Well, you have a six-point teaser for the Lions, move them from plus eight to plus 14, they get two touchdowns, that seems pretty good. And I'm sure some seem better for others. You know, you may be saying, ah, oh, Detroit sucks. San Francisco's the way to go. You may be saying, ah, oh, San Francisco, I don't want to bet on them. Detroit's the way to go, plus 14, whatever. My point is, generally, it teases you because you can always move line six points and they look so much juicier than the original line. So a lot of people just fall for this. There's so many people out there who will tease plus five to plus 11 or plus seven to plus 13 or minus six to zero because they just have to win. Let's talk about when the actual profitable times to make a teaser are. So let's start off by distinguishing the difference between NFL and college football. Almost never, I would say 98 games out of 100, a teaser would be a bad bet in college football. Almost always, it's a bad bet in college football. So pretty much universally, my advice to everyone listening would be don't tease college. And the reason this is, results are far too volatile. When you go back and plug in results and look at the outcome of games for the last five years, last 10 years, last 15 years, you start to realize College games end so far away from the number so often. I mean, in the NFL, if you have a minus three favorite at home, the number lands on three about 10% of the time. That's huge. That's a very big percentage of the time. Okay. If you have a home favorite in college, that's a three point favorite. That number lands on three, about three and a half percent of the time. It's a six and a half percent difference. That is massive when you're looking at predicting the outcome of results. So in college, it's just not worth it because if you have a seven-point favorite, sometimes they're going to win by 20, sometimes they're going to lose by 20 in college. The results are far too volatile to make profitable teasers in college. So my advice would be don't make any college teasers. Avoid them altogether. I know it's going to seem like a good play, right? You can tease plus 11 to plus 17. How is that not a good play, Tyler? It's not over the long run. I'm just telling you, the math works out to where college teasers are almost never, you know, I mean, pretty much never profitable. So if we focus on the NFL, because the NFL gives us some windows to where teasers can be profitable. Now, the sports books understand this. What I'm about to say is not some secret. It's not some you know, evil, hidden knowledge that these books don't know about. Sports books are aware of this, but they can't do anything about it because they offer us teasers. So in, if you want to make a profitable teaser, you have to focus on the NFL. 
but you can't just bet the NFL. There have to be certain corridors that you're moving through with your teasers. Now, the one time that I think teasers can be profitable or are profitable, and I actually want to be careful, one of the main times I should say when teasers will be profitable is when you're doing what I call a max advantage teaser and you're moving the number through both three and seven. The reason we want to move numbers through both three and seven is because in the NFL, three and seven are very key numbers. You get a lot of games ending on three and seven. And the next key number in the NFL is actually four. And if you're moving through three and seven, by definition, you're also moving through four. So we'll ignore four. But a max advantage teaser often will offer value. Now think about it. Let's just use the first game we talked about today, San Francisco and Detroit. And I honestly like advantage teasers a whole hell of a lot more when the team we're teasing is at home. So this isn't a great example because San Fran's on the road, but let's just play a hypothetical, okay? Let's just let's just pretend San Fran's at home minus eight. Now they wouldn't be, okay, based on this line, San Francisco at home would be about minus 14, okay? Because you got to flip three points for neutral, another three points for home, and that's rough. But my point is, let's pretend, let's be hypothetical, say San Fran is minus eight at home against Detroit. What we can do with a six-point teaser is move San Fran from minus eight to minus two. Now that's a max advantage teaser. We're moving through both seven and three, right? We're moving from minus eight to minus two. So when you move through both key numbers, that actually proves not every time, but enough to be a profitable play. Now, as I said earlier, the only issue is you can move San Fran from minus eight to minus two, but you've got to find another team to put them with. And I think that putting two teams together that both move through seven and three is the absolute way to approach teasers. What you'll see a lot of people do, and this is not profitable, it almost is. It's so close. And if you look over the last year, two years, five years, it's close, but it's not profitable. What people will do is tease teams who are minus six or minus six and a half down to zero or 0.5 just to win. Oh, if we tease down these two teams, you know, if you get two, two favorites who are minus seven, right? Hey, they're both minus seven. You just tease them. Now they just have to win. You'll hear that all the time. That's actually not a profitable opportunity. It seems like it would be, but over the long run, it's not. Really, my my advice would be, if you're going to make a teaser, make sure both teams are a max advantage teaser moving through both three and seven. Now, the other option, and this isn't as profitable as often, but it's not a max advantage teaser. It's just called an advantage teaser. And these move through either three or seven. So if you have a team that's minus five and you want to take a six point teaser and move them to uh, plus one, you're moving through the three. So that technically would be an advantage teaser. If you have a team that's plus five and you want to move them to plus 11, you're moving through seven. 
So technically, that's advantage, an advantage teaser because you're moving through a key number. Now, these are far more hit and miss. You've got to really pick your spots with advantage teasers, so I don't often recommend them. But keep in mind, you can find value with advantage teasers. And I've kind of got one more rule because we're kind of doing rules here, right? Make sure you're betting the NFL. Make sure it's a max advantage teaser. And if you want, occasionally an advantage teaser. And the last kind of guideline here, and I've softened up on this last point. I used to have this as such a strict rule for me that I never broke it, but I've actually found some opportunities where you can do this. But in general, I would be very cautious about moving through zero, right? So taking a team who's minus three and making them now plus three, because keep in mind, parlays, when you tie on a parlay, it's as if you just tie the, the bet and you get the money back. If you tie a teaser, you lose the teaser. So moving the team from minus three to plus three, games land on three so often that that's actually not usually a valuable play. Moving a team from minus five, like I said before, to plus one, usually not advised. Moving a team from minus two to plus four, usually not advised. Now, I used to say earlier in my career, never move through zero. I've kind of come off that a little bit. And there's some situations where it's it's not the worst thing in the world. But as a general guideline for most of the audience who's not going to go in and, and, and handicap to the hundredth of a, of a percentage, I would avoid moving through zero. So again, if you're going to bet a teaser, make sure it's in the NFL. Make sure it's a max advantage teaser and both games are moving through both three and seven. And lastly, not as big of a deal, but just a good guideline. Try not to cross zero. There's some times where it's okay, but generally not a good idea. So, all right. Thanks so much for listening today. It has been a good football Friday. Now stay tuned. We're going to come out with a bonus episode right after this, giving some picks out for early tomorrow on Saturday. So we'll talk to you then on The Sharp Angle.